0: Welcome to Organizing with Ease. I'm Deanna Mall with D's to Clutter.
1: And I'm Zenith Siman with Firefly Bridge Organizing.
0: This is where we talk about ways to make organizing easy so that we can enjoy our daily lives with less stress. We're having a conversation today about organizing your home workspace if you are if you're a business owner. Because we're hearing that working from home is not as enjoyable as people had imagined. Stick with us. No surprise, many more people than ever are working from home, at least part-time. Business owners who work fully from their homes are facing some challenges, especially if they share that home with their families. So today, we want to give you some tips and ideas of for how to create a truly functional and inspiring home workspace. Before, because I'm laughing because this is a true scenario, okay? Because taking Zoom calls while hidden in your closet to block out the noise of kids playing isn't going to (laughs) cut it anymore. I'm with you,
1: (laughs) right? Because yes, I've done it too. (laughs) Yes. When you've got kids, you're right. The moment they get home from school, you can get really distracted. And you're right, it's not just the kids. It's also being in an uncomfortable, uninspiring space, like hidden in a closet, that can (laughs) really take the joy out of your work, and it increases the tension at home. Not to mention that the kitchen and the fridge are
0: just steps away from wherever you are. (laughs) Exactly. So having a work space Space that allows you to focus is really important. Mm -hmm. Unless you live alone, the kitchen table or dining room table doesn't really work. Unfortunately, those areas will have a lot of traffic walking by, and that's going to distract you. And of course, if you're using the table, your work is out in the open for everyone to see. So all of your piles and files and notes and your plate from your lunch sandwich, All of that is likely going to be spread all over the table, like literally, right? Mm -hmm. All around. If you have people over, you're going to have to clean all that up each and every time. And actually, if your family eats at the kitchen table, you'll have to clear it out at dinner time anyway, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like an extra, right? And then you never know, the papers might get... um, a little bit messy. But if the kitchen or dining table is truly the only space you have for a workspace, there are a couple of things you can do to make it more functional for you and your family. You can use a three-tier or five-tier rolling rack, which we we've always talked about in the past, mm-hmm. to hold all of your work items, including your laptop if you like, and you just roll it to the table in the morning and then roll it back somewhere else, right? Mm -hmm. We've talked about the three-tier rolling carts so many times on our podcast because it's one of those amazing tools. And it is a tool, actually, in my opinion. I don't know about you, but for me, right? Mm -hmm. That has so many uses in your house. Even if one day you stop working from home at all and you don't need it for your work, you'll just use it elsewhere. So during the workday, you use what you need from it. And anytime you need to clear off the table, whether it's for dinner or if you're having people coming over, you just put everything onto that cart and roll it out of the room and into the closet to hide it. It's the best plus. We're back to the closet again. <laughs> Another option would be to take over a section of your sideboard or buffet in your dining room if you have one. All of your work folder, folders, chargers, and so on can be stored in there. And same as before, you pull out things in the morning and tuck it all back in there when the table needs to be cleared. To keep things organized and easy to access is the buffet. You can use a series of baskets or small bins. Label them and you'll always know where everything work-related is when you need it.
1: Yeah. And we can't forget about the chair that you sit on all day. So, So many people just use a dining chair or kitchen chair by default, because that's what's there. That's what we have. But if you start to feel neck and back tension, and long term, those conditions can really affect your well-being, well, the positions of your chair, your keyboard, and your computer might be the issue. Remember that when you're sitting at a table using a regular chair, your forearms might not be at the right level to type, right? You might be reaching up To type, that's typically what tends to happen, and that creates a lot of shoulder strain and and neck strain. So if you type or use a mouse a lot while you're working, you're going to start to feel discomfort in your shoulders and maybe even your arms. And the solution to that will be an ergonomic work chair that you can raise or lower so you can be in the correct position for whatever task you're doing. And also maybe a laptop stand so that your neck isn't curved downwards all day long and your eyes are at level with your computer screen.
0: If you're lucky enough to have an actual room to use as your office, how do you organize it to make it functional and inspiring? We actually gave you a sneak peek into our own offices at our houses in episode 2 of the podcast. Wow, Zena, that was that was a lo- seems like a long time ago, but we, we did were, talk about that.
1: We were thinking ahead back then.
0: <laughs> we were we were thinking ahead and we've linked that episode in the show notes. It's a quick listen. Um, just, you know, 10 minutes long, but there are some great tips in there and I'll give you some ideas right now as well. So th- about a couple months ago, I actually helped a client of mine do her closet in her office. Okay. Right. Because mm-hmm. that too also has to be organized. So um, she has her desk, but then she, I literally wanted only like her desk and cause everything else is um, also, it's also a guest room. So it's a guest office desk type yep. of deal, right? Mm-hmm. Area. So her closet, half of it is for her work. And the other half is for the guests and also like the overflow of some of the other items in her house. Got it. So we predominantly used one side, which is the left side of her closet for her work. And we actually used organizing bins from the container store. And they were from the Marie Condo. Calm desktop file system. Now we used these products for her because they actually worked. I mean, they have different colors, of course, but she wanted to have a system where you can just put the files, those hanging folders Mm -hmm. away. And so these types of organizing bins really worked. So she had about like three shelvings full of these bins and we labeled them. So she would know and then we also used a couple of other of those white bins for the organizers so it was a little bit of a contrast but everything for her office is literally wrapped up now just on her desk what she needs daily and then if she needs to put anything back she'll go back into the closet of her office that we have set up for her and it's all there labeled and it's all tucked away close the door of the of the closet and we're good and so it was it was really interesting because the fact that she did have to share her office as the guest room and also the overflow room. So there was a couple of challenges, but overall, I think right now we made it work. And also one of the other ones that we also, as you know, is those cables, you know, those cords in the, in the office. So we used the uh, Blue Lounge cable box okay. to hide all of her, hide all of her cables. Nice. So it worked out. And so I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a process. I mean, it was, you know, you, when you, when we go through the steps of how you work in your office, everybody is different. Like I even work differently in my office. Right. right and right. so do you Zena. Right. So these are processes that you have to go through to see what will work and what will not work. So as of right now for her, that system works. Also on another side note, these products from a Recondo we are not sponsoring. We have not, we don't have any, um, Affiliation or, or sponsorship? By Nothing. Oh, perfect. So, just wanted to share that with right. you. Right. Okay.
1: And i right. I think um, I like the idea of of having storage in an office. So I I know how a lot of small business owners work. I mean, you and I are small business owners and I'm sure that we, yes. had, we had this thought in the beginning too. Like it, you know, it'd be yeah. nice to have <laughs> the only thing on our desk being the laptop and like one mm-hmm. file that we're working on. Everything else is put away. The reality is we know during the day you're going to need to spread out stuff all over your desk. You're going to need the chargers, the cables, connect this printer, connect that thing all day long. But the idea is that once you... End your day, that you put all those things away and leave a clear desk space at night. So then when you come back and sit at your desk in the morning, you start fresh. Your creativity is fresh. You're not greeted by and I'll call it this, the leftovers from last night on your desk that are already causing you tension the moment you sit down because, oh my gosh, I have to get this done. I didn't get it done yesterday. And, you know, it's the carryover from the day before. So I love what you did there that you have, she has this closet space where she puts everything
0: away in the evening and it's, you know, sight unseen. Then she starts fresh the next day. Exactly. Exactly. Sight unseen. And so now We have some ideas for setting up good workspace at your home. Now let's talk about having boundaries. Mm -hmm. Seen it? Let's talk about that. When you're working from home, you know that it's so easy to keep working. I'll just respond to that one more last email. Oh, wait, let me me just print this out, that one more form that I need. Mm -hmm. Or since it's on my laptop and I'm right here, I have my phone. I'll just keep working while I eat my dinner at my desk. Yeah. Forget family time. I'll just eat dinner at my desk real quick. Or a lot of the time we don't see what's happening because this kind of continued work creeps up on us because we don't have like a, a, like a commute that signals a change from the work to the home. So we just keep going. It's part of our, it's part of that daily routine that we've actually kind of like embedded in it. So it's really important to create that barrier artificially. You don't have a commute. But you have to have a certain routine to stop work at the end of the day. Like, that's really important. Yes. So
1: um, Cal Newport, who's the author of Deep Work, and he's also a computer science and digital ethics professor at Georgetown University, he says that he used to have what he calls a shutdown ritual, and which he recommends for all of us to have. He used a silly phrase to signal to himself that it was time for work to end, and his phrase was... Schedule shut down complete, as if he was a robot. <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's silly. But what it did it's silly. Yeah, and what it did, because it was repetitive every yeah. day he did this, it signaled to himself, to his mind that work was done, and that he would continue tomorrow. There was no work straggling into the evening, into the late night. Now, he does a lot of pre-planning, of course, in order to make that possible. But the idea here is to create a fun shutdown ritual for yourself. It could be as simple as shutting down your laptop and closing it, or maybe turning off the lights of your office and closing the door. Then that's it. That's your commute. And treat it as if it was a commute with physical space between you and your workspace, even if that workplace is just a few steps away.
0: Right? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I actually call that unplugging. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah. It's I mean, yeah, it's it's unplugging. And actually, if you think about it, there are true benefits of having an end of the workday like a ritual, right? Like how he just did his. It's really it's really beneficial. Um, aside from avoiding burnout. You actually get better sleep. But on that note, um, I think we have, um, I think we do have a challenge when, when the fact that everyone carries their work with them, wherever they go, right? We, we all have our smartphones and emails and messages that come in at all times of the day and night. Mm -hmm. And we've become so conditioned to checking on every ding buzz we get on our phone, but I've learned how to find the mute button. (laughs) So that reinforces the rule that so many people have of electronics not having them at the table. That's super, super right. important. Right. Um train your colleagues and coworkers to know that if they need to reach you in an emergency, they need to actually call you and not text you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise they really, there is really no need to check the emails and the messages all night long. Like you really need to like literally shut that down. Shut like have a cutoff time, a time, a time, a time, a time, yeah. literally a time. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, so we've just said we need to be able to shut down. So another thing that can help you with shutting down completely at the end of the day is entertaining more. (laughs) Because Yes. (laughs) You know, if you invite people over more often, whether it's for dinner, for games, book club, you know, watch a game at your place, anything that brings people into your home to socialize, you're more likely to put your work away. So if you're
0: struggling with this,
1: invite people over.
0: Yes. All right. So Zena, next time we're, I'm going to invite you over so Perfect. that we can get this going. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of working,
1: instead of talking about the podcast. Instead of we're working, gonna, instead of talking. About, yes. We'll just I think that would be lovely. Everything else. We'll sit in the back and look out over nature and and just yep. chat. Love it.
0: <laughs> right. I know. Right. Okay. So now let's talk about inspiring workspaces. To make workspaces more inspiring, we always default to nature, like, like Zena just mentioned nothing is better than plants flowers greenery decorative rocks or things that are special to you that bring nature to your work area and to create ambiance and coziness candles can really be great if the scents bother you just get the unscented ones The candlelight alone makes the space feel more welcoming. And I know we all want the well-decorated Zoom backgrounds, but as long as your backdrop is neat and professional, you can have some of your favorite things on the shelf or on the wall behind you. Even your child's artwork can be framed and put up on the wall, and it'll look great on Zoom. Think about what inspires you. Is it that cookie cutter bowl that on Instagram or that TikTok tells you you're supposed to, you know, to make it look good? Or is it grandma's vintage teapot that reminds you of all the summers at her house? You decide and use those things as your inspired decorations in your office. And if someone on Zoom asks you about it, well, it's a great conversation piece and can help you connect better with that person. So we've talked about setting up functional workspace wherever yours may be in your home. And we talked about setting boundaries between work and home time. And we've also talked about putting inspiring things in your workspace, which brings positive feelings while you work. So now let's touch one last thing, and that's setting up systems. Oh, Zenith, setting <laughs> them up. Okay. Tell us about them. But it doesn't have right? to be scary, Right. Just remember, no, no, remember. no. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. Remember that we mentioned how we can get so distracted by things at home while we're trying to run a business. We've got the laundry, the meals, the pets, all the home maintenance things. Now, all of these things I can sneak into our workday simply because we're at home trying to work. The trick to taking care of all of those things and still get your work done is to have the right systems in place. And I'll give you one simple example. If you don't have a system to have healthy lunches available to you at lunchtime, then you're likely to order in or eat something really unhealthy just because it's quick to make and eat. But if you've planned out your lunch system for the week, you'll have, say, your grilled chicken breasts already made and ready with various veggies already prepared or salads already put together and just waiting for a dressing. Or you'll have portioned out meals already in food storage containers in the fridge or in the freezer that just need a few minutes in the microwave and they'll be ready to
0: eat. Exactly. And the same goes for setting up systems for all those other things that can be distracting. When and how will the laundry get done? Which, as we all know, is my biggest nemesis. Um, how, how will the dog get walked today? And how will he get to the next vet appointment next week? Who will show the AC maintenance person the drips you've been seeing? You can create some systems for all these things to make them work for you and your family. It takes pre-planning and some thought, but once these systems are set up, you'll find that you won't need to do an emergency uniform wash at 6 a.m. because you didn't realize there were no clean school uniforms. (laughs) Which has happened
1: in my house more than once. And let me tell you that we have a system to prevent just that now. So (laughs) it's not going to happen again.
0: (laughs) Yes, when you do have those emergencies, you realize that that system has to be implemented immediately, immediately. For, so that it <laughs> I mean like immediately, like a fail-safe immediately. Like that's just that's just how it goes. Thanks for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode, we hope you leave us a 5-star review rating and write us a short review and follow the podcast so you never miss a new episode. Join us again next week for more organizing ideas and tips. Until next week.